You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch battle research. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that won the battle. Well, good luck! Target is in, target is Never miss communication. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to your weekly installment of the Nerd to Know Basis Show coming at you from Phoenix 92.5 FM. I am your host this week and we are, uh, my name apparently is skipped. (laughs) (laughs) You're driving this. I was doing so well. Off of a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes, I am your host Monica Blue and this week we are joined by some of our regulars. Introduce yourselves guys. I am not Mannequin Blue. I'm Kian. Ahoy, I'm Dara. And I, I, it took me a moment to be like, wait, wait, who's first? <laughs> <laughs> it has taken four years to not learn the alphabet. <laughs> Kian, I can learn the alphabet when we're not doing the show. When the show happens... It doesn't all, matter when all, we're not doing the show. All that shows up is... I'm In Dara's defense, in Dara's defense, I forgot my own name. <laughs> That is true. That is true. That's <laughs> In fairness, you have two. <laughs> oh, so how are we this week? Tired. Now, I have to, I have a bowl of chili though, everybody. Listen, what you need to do is right. Don't order takeaway anymore. Learn to cook. It's great. You get to make really cool things like chili and Indian and Chinese. This is not and... an ad, by the way. It's not. It's not an ad. No, I'm just saying. I'm like, I, I really enjoy cooking. Um, <laughs> this week's episode sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would save me a lot of money. But oh, HelloFresh, please sponsor our podcast. That that would be nice. And we're not. I'm just saying. I just like I just got back from a grade again. I'm literally eating a bowl of chili that I made in like 20 minutes. So, you know, it's quicker than a takeaway. And. I just, I just appreciate learning to cook. It's great. So I'm very good. Sort of. I'm tired, but I have a bowl of chili, so it bounces out. If you would like the ideal uh, food recommendation to go along with this podcast, uh, Dara will give you consistent updates as the it's menu ch- moves along. It's chili con carne. Quick chili con carne. With, 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 with a with, chili con carne. And with, what is your drink? So sorry, it's quick chili con carne on jasmine rice with some creme fraiche. Cream fresh. Cream fresh. Cream fresh. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend it a great deal. So <laughs> my drink it is just uh, it is some Coke and some water. So, you know, because you need it's weird. I don't know about you guys, but I've taken now to having three drinks at a time instead of I just have one drink. And like it, usually it's one to hydrate yourself, a fun one and then a practical one. So usually it's Coke for the, the fun one, um, coffee for the practical one and then water because you need to hydrate yourself. I, I do that as well. I will walk around with like a can of, you know, Fanta and a bottle of water. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, you have to hydrate yourself, people. You do. It's very hydration is important. It is because we are mainly water. That is true. <laughs> Stick with us for more nerdy tips. <laughs> <laughs> do you know we have a plan? <laughs> yeah, Keen, I don't know if you notice or not, but every week when I'm there's a reason I don't host this show. <laughs> Because my sole goal is to drive it off the cliff, and it was already off the cliff, so I was like, right, I have to kind of climb us back up that hill. For contrast, the episodes where just me and Kev turned up, we'll have like 15 seasons of an anime done by now. (laughs) We get a better story. Go, go, We get a better story, and we got an ad read as well, if if HelloFresh ever... It wasn't an ad read. I I wish it was, though. Come on, make it happen. Come on, HelloFresh. HelloFresh, give us money. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's funny, right? So there's a gig coming up. Um, there's a horrendous gig coming up in in June. This is actually genuinely is an ad. Um, on the eighteenth, right? And I was posting it on my story, and I'm like, I really just want to put like money, please, you know, from Parks and Rec. But I'm like, no one gets that reference. So <laughs> money, please. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love Parks and Parks and Rec. It's fantastic. Except the last season. That's atrocious. Don't watch the last season where they do a time jump. Actually, here's 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 a topic. Because I swear I'm a professional. Has there ever been a good time jump in a series? Because Desperate Housewives, for me, really went off the... I know I'm going somewhere with this. Really yes, no, actually, I love the fourth season of Desperate Housewives. I, I, I totally agree with you about the time yeah. jump there. So, so when I was a kid, right, I had a portable television. And I, I would just paint Warhammer when I, you know... This is was, all building up to the Fast and the Furious 10, by the way. It's but not. It, it's not. As I said, hold on, let me finish. So when I was a kid, <laughs> I, just, I just paid Warhammer. And then like the only thing on on a Friday night would be would be Desperate Housewives, right? So I got super into it. And then there was a time jump. And it's like, what the hell is this? And the show was terrible. So Which coincides with the writer's strike, by the way, which you covered two episodes. That ago. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because like the show was actually relatively okay until that time jump. And it just died a death. Now... I, and it's the same with Parks and Rec time jump ruins the show um, how to get away and murder etc etc so I can't think of a good time jump I, I'd make a lukewarm case for Avengers Endgame okay that's not a show I it's a show. basically Marvel is basically an on no you can't story do that thing, you can't no I said a show Kane specifically I, I will I will count it yeah. but barely barely Barely, and it's less of a time jump, more of time travel because they do go back and undo it. So, you know, what about I you, mean, Katie? I, I think probably one of the worst offenders for time jumps was Vikings. Oh, tell me about this because they jumped like eight years in the space of like two seconds, like mid episode. It was it it was just bizarre. Um. Uh, Battlestar Galactica has a time jump, but it's just sort of a story cul-de-sac. They kind of dig their way out of. It's not like a major changing thing. Like, hmm. like did no one watched it here. No, no. Um, unfortunately, not. No. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Wait, I have heard that. It'll have you on the edge of your seat, worried about all the people you care about and stuff. Robots. Well, I do that anyway, Kian. No, but properly, like, it's quality TV. Oh, uh, oh my God, that would eat the whole episode I started talking about. It, hold on, is this the OG or is this the one? that? No, the newer made? one. Ah, uh, the newer one is very good. Yeah, actually, there you go. I found the box set the other day and my dad was like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's Battlestar Galactica. It actually belongs to my friend Martin. Shout out to Martin. Um, I've had it for <laughs> about 20 years. Uh yeah, I, I forgot. Like he has my he has my copy of Rome, and I have his Battlestar Galactica for twenty years. Um, so I don't think he's ever getting it back. But <laughs> I mean, it's a good show. So shout out to Martin. He got married recently, so I got very drunk and uh, don't know how I got home. It's like Keen's wedding all over again. But <laughs> what I we don't know about you. <laughs> you guys got home, yeah. But I'd be surprised if he didn't. I mean, that's the whole responsibility. Dara, I was in the taxi with you. I remembered. Oh, well, were you? <laughs> no, we, did we not get the taxi together? I don't know. That whole night's a blur. Yeah, like, Kean forgot I was at his wedding, and you forgot I was in the taxi. <laughs> then how did I end up on a bus? Uh, I think you got a taxi into town, and then got a bus from there. You know what's amazing, folks? When your level of alcoholism is so good that you can still find a bus home <laughs> and not know how to do it. It's called being Irish. It's like Irish powers. Yeah. Right, I'll find the bus and function just enough to get home and then not remember any of it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Battlestar Galactica. Yes, it is very good. It is very yes. good. And it has, right. it has a halfway decent time jump where they find a planet and they decide to live there and they jump six months into the future and some of them have settled down and have kids and that kind of stuff. And then the Cylons turn up. What? In six months? Six months isn't a time jump. That's not even possible to have a kid in that amount of time. Well, like, you know. It's not. It takes pregnancy. nine, at least nine. Well, maybe it's 18 <laughs> months or something, but it's not like 20 years or something. Characters oh, hold on. Keen, they're very different things. <laughs> 18 months and nine months are different things. I hate to be that guy, but I'm being that guy. 
<laughs> it's got a point, though. I do. I this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> you asked exactly to find the show what you signed up for. No, I'll, I'll accept. I look. I think that's a better. I think that's a better. Um, a better time jump. So we'll we'll take that. Right, moving on. What have you got on the list? You are uh, you are going to review a film you completely forgot you saw. Oh yeah. Until you reminded yourself what it was because prior to recording this, you forgot what it was you saw and what it was about. And who was in it? Tell us about your mystery film. Okay, so... Last 10 year seatbelts, kids. Oh my god. Uh, Oh no. uh, No, no, uh, no, no. uh, No. Anyway, is there a go here? (laughs) Anyway, so I randomly go see movies because I have a a single world black card and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, You know, I, I usually go see them before gigs or if I have like random time, I'm like, yeah, why not? Right, so I'll go see pretty much anything. Fast 10 was not one of those things. And I went to go see it specifically because it has a whole sequence in Rome. I'm like, oh, Rome, I like that. So <laughs> I went to it and uh, it upset me. It upset me on many levels. Really? So, yeah, so look, I, I made my peace with the Fast franchise when I realized that it's a superhero movie, but the powers are solely based when they're in the cars or on a car. As soon as they leave the car, the power goes away. And that's very true. So once they're around the vicinity of the car, they're actually superheroes. Yeah. Now, that being said, this movie is very stupid. And I think I forgot about it because it, it offended me so much. I had to stop thinking about it. <laughs> um, the sequence in Rome is, is quite good. I would have to say it like it actually makes logical sense. It's like, well, they actually kind of figured this out. But then they try to blow half the Vatican and don't. And it's like, oh, no, the art. <laughs> and and I can't un unthink that. So that's my m- maybe just me. And I'm like, oh god, the art. Who said, oh no, the art? I have to know. Me. At oh, the screen. You, oh, I thought Vin Diesel like stopped his car <laughs> and said, oh no, the art. No, no, no Vin Diesel only cares about family. No, no, no. He he saved the Vatican, and and Jason Momoa was like, oh, you guys are going to hell, and it's all And I'm like, and I'm just screaming, oh no, the art. <laughs> anyway, so. That was there, and then and then they go on an adventure, and it becomes you know the Fast and Furious. Paul Walker's in it for some reason, and I'm like, oh, you're dead, but not really, okay. And then it takes place in Brazil, and okay, so I know a lot about computers, and I know a fair bit about, about martial arts. I know nothing about cars, right? But computers don't work the way they say they work. Martial arts don't work the way they they work. So I'm pretty sure cars don't work that way either. So I'm sitting there the whole time trying to enjoy it, and you know what? It's okay. John Cena is pretty fun. And then, oh, it too. yeah, he is. And then it turns out that it ends on a cliffhanger, which is very annoying. Uh, yeah, they've said because they're wrapping up the franchise, so it's, it's kind gonna of be like, a three part, a three parter. Yeah, yeah. it like, is the it, it is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. And look, if people like it, you're wrong, but I understand. <laughs> um, I mean, people can be wrong, and that's okay, but it's not good. And it, it, it offends my well, sense. As, as someone who hasn't seen it since Fast 7, but quite likes the Fast franchise, what's the gist of the plot of this one? Uh, Were you not listening? I heard yeah, the I, I much... got blown up and Vin Diesel got upset. Okay, no. And... So what happens, no okay, right. So what happens is they, they do a time jump back, right, years ago, 10 years ago. Which is why we were talking about time jump. Which okay, is why right, we were talking right. about time jump. Okay, See, oh, I am sorry, a professional. A I am a professional. We professionally okay. suck, but we're still good at it. Uh, <laughs> but so basically what happens is there's a time jump and it's like okay they stole Jason Momoa's money and killed his dad oh my god right now so we're going backwards thing. I assume are we backwards yeah yeah we're which backwards. is why it, Paul Walker's still alive correct right and then, okay. it, and then it jumps forward and it's all about family right Right. and then they get like the, the Rome job is a is a setup basically to get them all a trap to, set by Jason Momoa. Yeah, to make it right. look like to make it look like they're the ones that tried to blow up the art, right? Okay. And I was just like, okay, so that's basically it, and it's him trying to clear his name. And then right. it, there's a twist at the end where it's like, oh my god! So the whole it's like, it, it's it's a movie that thinks it's like the smartest movie in the world, but it's very dumb. But I will be honest with you, the cinema was packed. It was really full, and everybody had a good time and were clapping and everything at the movie. And I'm just like. Well, that's why I was kind of interested to see why you were put off by it. Because, like, I know there, like, there are people who love the Fast and the Furious. And I would kind of relatively count myself on that, even though I haven't seen them in ages. 
But like, I don't know anyone who actively hates them. You know, uh, like they are quite good oh, crowd pleasers. I like. don't hate them. I, I mean, I for- here's the thing. It offended me, <laughs> but I just forgot about it because I mean, I was I'm like, what do I do with these emotions? Well, have I- them. No, I mean, I was just like, okay, I felt them now. This is kind of stupid. Oh, The Rock is back. That's cool. And um, yeah, I'll go see the other two. But I I did see when I was in the cinema um, an ad for the new Mission Impossible movie, which is also based in Italy. So I'm absolutely going to see that. And I love the Mission Impossible movie. And it's also a part one film. Yes, but that's upfront about being part one. True, yeah. You know, they let you know from the get-go this isn't a complete movie. And what, I, what I'll say is like, I think the Fast and the Furious and Mission Impossible are very similar, but while Mission Impossible is kind of clever, Fast and the Furious is very dumb. And it's a very See, dumb franchise. It's dumb, but it's quite well-made, self-aware dumb. It's not like, self-aware. Oh, it I mean, it's totally a, it's, is. It's a little self-aware, but... It's okay, self-aware on. enough. Like, you know, it's yeah, not... Look, like, it knows what it is, like... I t- okay, I think I hated this. I hate I hate these movies when they came out initially when they were just street car racing yeah, movies because that does nothing for me. Once once John Cena showed up and The Rock showed up, I was actually like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. Wait, and I will be honest, seen it in other ones. Yeah, I haven't seen this in a while. Which ones was he in? He's I I think like from nine up. Oh, I haven't seen nine. Right, okay. So he's in one other one. Katie, I don't know. He might be in Hobbs I, and Shaw. I, we don't I, know. I, I forgot this. I watched this movie until like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, by the way, actually is very good. Ryan Reynolds. I've heard oh, Ho- Hobbs and Shaw is unreal. It is. Hobbs and Shaw is actually better than any Fast and Fury movie. I'll be honest with you. I, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I just like Jason Statham and The Rock. And I'm like, what's not but to this, like here? This speaks know? to how long this franchise has been going on because they, those two characters are former villains yep. from the back half of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. That's how long this has been going. That, like, you know, that they... It'd be like if you took, like, I don't know, the Marvel villains from Phase 2 and put like them in Loki. a spin-off film together. Or <laughs> Do you like mean Loki? Do you mean Loki? <laughs> um, Loki's kind of on an island at this point. So if you teamed up Loki with, like, I don't know, the Dark Elf or Ultron or something. Wait, you mean... Uh... What's your man's name? Baron, Mo- uh, Baron Mordor, not Baron Mordor, Baron Zemo. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. But that's what I mean, though. It's like yeah. this isn't like not a based on a comic book like franchise, and it's gotten big off its own success. And there's not a lot of those anymore, really. No, I just even Mission Impossible was based on a TV thing in the 60s. Yeah, but, but I mean, and look, a video game, and a, but it's just it's so stupid. I mean, look, the people there had a great time. So, I mean, I'm not going to begrudge that, but I'm also like, do better. (laughs) Well, I can't, again, I've only seen from seven, but like for what it is, up to seven at least, I can say, it's well made for what it is. It doesn't like take shortcuts or cut corners. Yes, it does. Does it? Okay. Uh, No. It ends in the worst possible way. It's like. Okay, I'm just gonna say how it ends. He's on a dam, and there's two cars. There's two big trucks coming, and he's in a car with his son. And he's like, "What are we going to do now?" And it's a hard cut to part two. I'm like, "What is this? This is cheap." Oh, like in the Simpsons movie. Literally, it's now. like this is cheap, and it just peed me off so much. I was like, "Lads, what are you doing?" May May I make a guess? Will yes. it be something involving a car? Is that what he will do? Will the car go fast? In a furious manner. <laughs> they should put rockets on it. Oh no, they did that. <laughs> they did that. And then it also had a gun car as well. John Cena's car had, had cannons. Nice. It's so dumb. How annoyed would you be if it turned out that these were all like the big epic prequels to like the Star Wars universe or something? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, look, it, it, it didn't it didn't annoy me. It just offended me. You know, you're gonna have to make that distinction. So annoying. Is I, I would consider offended to be a bigger emotion than annoyed. Yeah, but as it easier to let go of it, I was like, okay, there's nowhere I can deal with this. You know, it's not like you're gonna go over punch a baby or something. You know, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure people were still listening. So that was that was a 
Um, I heard that expression years ago, and it's so it's so visceral, isn't it? Punch a baby. It's a good way to lose friends. Yeah. It's a good I mean, way to lose listeners. And you wouldn't do it. Yeah. The vivid. Enjoy the vivid. A uh, visual story of Dara leaving the Fast and Furious Ten to walk into I don't know a screening of Boss Baby Two across the way, take out his rage on an unsuspecting baby. Apparently, there were children at 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 the viewing. By the way, watching the movie, it's only twelve. It's cars. Yeah, yeah. kids like cars. It's true. It's true. But anyway, so you don't do that. I wasn't going to do that. I was like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how to vent these feelings. So I was like, I'm just going to forget about them. And I did. All right. How very I zen. A, I hit a big old delete button, and that was it. Until I, right now. Until right now. And are you going to do it again when this episode's over? No, because I got them out now. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they have left. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, I go see a lot of terrible movies. And that's grand. But the fact that people were cheering in the cinema is weird. Don't I mean, and they're taking pictures of themselves as well. I'm like, don't do that on a dark screen. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I just don't understand that. I'm like, my lawn. I'm like, why do you No, It doesn't even make any sense. It's like the movie is pitch black and it's in the middle of it. And they take pictures of themselves. And it's like, why it's are you here? Kids in their selfies and their TikToks. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> no, I can understand. I can understand if it's beforehand and there's good lighting. You can't see anything. You're in the dark. You just look like I don't know. You look ridiculous. The year is diggity diggity three, and everyone's doing the ticky tock. <laughs> ticky tock. <laughs> we had to say diggity because the Kaiser stuck our word for twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so that's my rant. Oh, look, I, I would give it six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? I, it was fine. <laughs> I'll give it a perfect five out of seven. <laughs> a perfect seven thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> what score did you think I was going to give it? Well, like, if, if it really offended me, I, I wouldn't imagine it, I would give it a passing grade. It was, yeah, it was just the juxtaposition <laughs> of this movie is so stupid. I hate it. It offended me. I give it a six out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time, but I was only when I thought about it was like, oh god, I hate this. <laughs> the, the mis- I made the mistake of turning my brain on. That's the problem. Oh, I see. You went for the intellectual experience. No, the minute they brought Brom and I, I remembered the art that was there. That's when my brain turned on, and I was like, oh no, I hate this now. So it was my own fault. Go oh in, slack jawed, go in, slack jawed like Cletus, and he'd be fine. Oh my god! I was they did they allow Vin Diesel and all them into like the Vatican, like in their slap? No, they didn't. But you're allowed to go around Rome, like it's no big deal. Like, okay, all right, just because of your experience of not being allowed in, I thought that might have got under your skin a bit. No, I mean, I, listen. No, I don't think the Pope would be cool with that. But like, they do film things in Rome all the time, like. That's true. Wasn't the most recent Jurassic Park film there as well? Like no, it was Malta. Oh, sugar! I didn't see it. Ah, oh, it's terrible. Five Good. out of ten. I didn't see it. <laughs> Five out of ten. <laughs> All right. Well, um, speaking of of disappointing news and things, I believe you also have some updates on GameStop and the Star Wars Hotel. So why don't you leave with that again, Dara? So we'll go with something closer to home. GameStop um, looks like it's closed or will be closed completely. Um, they have 35 stores in Ireland currently. I think there's a lot less. I mean, even the one in Dublin is shut down now. There's only one I think it's in Stevens Green. Um, they said that, the, the you know, in the statement, the loyalty cards are shut down, gift cards are shut down. And pretty much like you walk past the stores now and it's just, um, you know, everything oh, must go. Everything must go. We're, we're we're getting ready to leave. So, and I mean, even on the website as well. And now I think it's June is when they're going to shut down, but I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm going to have a look at a statement here and see if they give a date. They don't give a date. Oh, here we go. All gift cards will be honored until the 24th of June. So they haven't give, given a full date yet, but it does look like uh, they're not long for this world. They're also not accepting trade-ins or purchase of used devices or um, accessories. So basically you go in now and you might get a couple of pop figures. Yeah, but like, I mean, 
what do you attribute this to? Is it because of business practice or just uh, they, the market doesn't exist anymore? Like what, what are the, what, what are the symptoms that caused this here? I mean, I can make a joke or I can like actually, well, what do you want? Do you want a joke. To... Sure, okay. put us in a good mood. It's GameStop. Oh, is that the joke? And that's the joke. <laughs> I mean, it's GameStop. I mean, like you go in and the game is like 70 bucks. You buy it, you trade it in to give you like 10 or back. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to kick something while it's down, but it that's what I'm saying to you, though. I mean, like, like I saw, oh, 10% off sale. Oh, nothing's 10% off. Okay, you see, that, that's why I'm not doing that because I mean, it's 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 easy and it's it's not fun. So I think, um, actually breaking this down into reality is probably a lot better. Okay, so the economy is pretty bad at the moment, obviously. Um, we, we've seen Argus shut down as well, mm. uh, or getting ready to shut down. And look, the reality is Amazon. You know, doesn't help. Amazon, you know, is taking a lot of the money away from these um these retailers. Uh, and again, it's an archaic business model. I mean, like a lot of kids, um, you know, will just buy games online, so you won't even That's go into a store. What I was going to allude to, yeah, the digital download market. See, I yeah. would have thought that like maybe digital copies of games would go down a bit. No, to, like you know, no, to, no, to stay relevant, if nothing else, you know. Well, look, I mean, I'm looking now on, on, on the website and it's a 40% off sale and the games are still retailing. Like a, a new PS5 game retails at 50 bucks. Like that's what they should be yeah. anyway. You know, and it's it's just, look, I know some people are going to say, oh, game expen- game development is a bit more expensive. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Nah, forget that. I don't believe that. Not not in proportion to the sales of like the big titles at least. Yeah, correct. I mean, look, it's, it, again, it's got to do with like, you know, it may just be because we're old and we are old, um, unfortunately, uh, that like I'm just looking for a portable PS2 to play mm. PS2 games because that's what oh, I want now. Yeah. Um, and I know the Steam Deck is there, but I don't take the Steam Deck around because, you know, that's it's it's too big. But anyway, uh, I mean, it, it, it goes down to the, the very real, real reality that like the market demand, the market prices are down. And because of layoffs, because of everything that's going on, because of cost, because of a lack of cheap credit, which is what's causing the crunch at the moment and probably the recession, um, is that businesses need to be viable. GameStop is not viable. It has not been viable for a while. That's why it became a meme stock, because <laughs> it was being junked and probably should have collapsed sooner. But because of the meme status it got, people are like, oh, isn't this hilarious? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of worrying, though, because... Um, you know, uh, AMC was also a meme stock, but people are going back to the cinemas. Uh, and if they weren't going back to the cinemas, we'd probably be seeing the closure of, because there was tales talk that Cineworld was going to be liquidated, but I remember that, yeah. That's just stopped now, which is good. Um, But yeah, look, I think any brick and mortar store should be concerned at this point, because unless they have a strong business model or a strong client base, mm. um, this is probably going to happen again. Like Argus, GameStop, and they're talking about bringing HMV back. What, are they going to speed run, open it up and shut down again? Mm. Like, it's crazy. But the flip side of that, uh, Lego, the Lego store in Grafton Street, I think it made like between four, four, $8 billion. In, in, no, wait, hold on. I'm going to get the actual number because that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Grafton Street, hold on. Well, while you're getting the number there, like I think that there were issues around GameStop greater than... Okay, sorry, sorry. Go on, sorry. 4.5 4. million, right? Oh, so that's, that's, still pretty, that's, that's still pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, and that's in a year. Mm. Now, as I said, this is during a time of uh, an on-looming recession, a credit crunch at the very least. Uh, people losing their jobs, people getting laid off, mm. and brick and mortar stores closing. And the reason why is, look, even though we gave the Lego store a bit of light ribbing <laughs> um, when it opened up, it still managed to be a unique store. It's a unique experience. You go in, yeah. the staff are great, um, the, the overall feeling of it is great. It's not the best Lego store in the world. It really isn't, but it's a very good Lego store. It has a good selection, has a good, um, good staff, and a unique. It's a unique vibe as well. You know, I mean, I I didn't want to go in on Star Wars Day, and I went in, and and I have uh, over a thousand VIP points, <laughs> and I didn't want to spend a, a penny. You know, but because of the deals that were there, I was like, all right, I'm going to go in and get enough to take advantage of this. GameStop would never do that. GameStop would um, genuinely like hold you over the barrel and, uh, figuratively, where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, how much is this game? Oh, it's 80. What? You know? And yeah. if, the, if, if a brick-and-mortar business isn't going to adapt, 
it's going to be beaten. Because I mean, I don't know about you, Keen or, or Katie. I've you know when you go in, and you're you're seeing something in any store, uh, any store. Period. And you're like, oh, that's cheaper online. What's going to happen is eventually that store is going to close, and you're going to buy it online because it just can't compete. And it's it's got to do with the market and brick and mortar stores needing to be more competitive or do something, do something different to build up a fan base that will be there to support you. Because that's what's happened with the comics. The comic industry is collapsing because people are not buying comics and they're garbage. So, but, you know, comic book stores will do other things to stay afloat and they have. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is just economics on the one. Sorry. No, no, no. I mean, like, like, you know, you made lots of valuable points there. I would only say, I kind of alluded to it earlier, though, which was that you actually, you touched on it there, which is that I think GameStop's practices kind of run deeper than just the economy. Because, like, you mentioned kind of comic book shops and that kind of stuff. Like, I like going to Forbidden Planet because it's a lovely shop and there's like a really niche selection there. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'll usually come away with something just because I had fun visiting. But, like, yeah. The, the GameStop is in that weird no man's land where it's a gaming shop at premium price that never has sales as far as I can tell. Uh, and But it also has like merchandise, like the Funko Pops and stuff, which, you know, somewhere like I live in Dundee, you wouldn't get that stuff there other places. But right. like, it's still like, it's not exclusive enough that it would bring in really nerdy types. But That's it's it, also yeah. not, but it's also not like bargain price. So casual people like it's. I mean, look, I'm not a businessman. I don't know how to run a shop, but like, it seems to me that like, it's it's it sort of doesn't have. It never had a USP that would bring you in just to have fun with it or to kind of like yeah, because it didn't run that of, way. Instead of the CEX down a road or something like that, you know. Yeah, because it didn't run that way. Yeah, I mean, like we, it used to have something i suppose and game had it as well where you know you'd have the midnight launches and yeah and i think this is past yeah that's what i'm saying though it is a blast from the past because now when a new game comes out you can sit at home Mm. and play it you don't even leave your house you know and covid really didn't help things because people didn't leave their house for two years and you know a lot of them still just you know those habits die hard so well, if it's game... stuff the chain that made the staff buy their own like hand sometimes. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna touch on that specifically. because uh, that that I don't know, I can't vouch for that in Ireland. Right. Um and also we're on the radio, so I don't want to like I really I, don't there was that. a story put out. We make no definitive claims. Yeah, no, I just I don't want to touch that one. You guys can Google that. There's one lad that literally talks about it and he got sued. I will it. say but, I was just from my own uh, perspective, I was working in a shop on the same road as a GameStop and I heard this, but that's not definitive proof. Okay, no, I just GameStop have met have, have there are some stories that they've done some pretty bad things, right? And you can see those or whatever. But I mean, even still, that doesn't necessarily feed into wider closing or wider suffering. Wider closing or wider suffering is because one, people are fed up of being, as you said, you know, charged at a premium for no real reason. Two, CEX are doing their business model better than they are. And three, if you do want something new, Amazon. Yeah, you know? but, I, but I do think it's a factor because like if if you go in and the staff are miserable and there's nothing to see, like, you know, some of the best shops I've gone into have been ones where you can have a chat with someone, you know, but Again, that's all, go back but to that's all gone. example or subsidy or something yeah, but like that. that but know? that's all gone because there is no unique selling point. And because there's no use, there's no unique selling point. There's no company culture. The company culture is the staff are just sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're waiting to close down. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> look. If I was run, like if I was running a company like like games like look Argus is interesting because Argus is kind of doing the Amazon thing before Amazon but yeah you know it's just it's just too too expensive to run that's what they said in their statement but GameStop is like if they had have rebuilt something around hey this is for the game I know they had gamers first and that was hilarious because it just never was if, if and he did look they did try they tried with Funko Pops they tried with diversifying into into nerd tat yeah but they never even went beyond that you know i mean how many comic cons have we been to like many and you'd never see GameStop there you see cex there sometimes GameStop that's true there. actually i didn't think of that you know it's it's like it's like the their business was oh we'll try and appeal to the nerds without actually doing the legwork 
Yeah, because didn't CEX sponsor a fair bit of Dublin Comic Con? Yeah, like. they were there for ages. So yeah, like, yeah. Their whole stand, their whole stand, and everything was actually class. Yeah. Uh, look again, guys. We're not sponsored by any of these people. We're just having. I know we're Barely. using the companies, but <laughs> we are just talking about kind of the way it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, look, if, if GameStop had have been like, right, how can we change this? Right, we're gonna, you know, really get into old consoles. Make that their business. Yeah, there you go. Care. And like, they tried like to shop in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, they tried to half-assed it, and mm-hmm. it went to hell. You know, I mean, there are, and I know uh, CEX are doing it now as well. It's it, it's the fact that I think it was like, oh, you know, game COD will like carry us through. It's like, no, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, and now we're seeing the complete collapse. That's just it, because like even back in the day before CEX was around, I used to go in there to trade in things and get like really cheap PS2 games and that kind of stuff. But even just the process of going in there and looking for a secondhand game was like, uh, it's all in a basket and most of the sleeves aren't on the boxes. And all. like, you know, it's not like, I mean, that's a petty thing, but I think it does kind of cumulatively add up to, I don't want to go in there for fun and I don't yeah. expect it to be cheap. And like you said, it's more effort. So yeah. And it was never fun. I mean, and the best one was you'd buy a game off them without a cover. Mm. You finish with it and you come back and go, there's no cover. And you're like, you sold it to me that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you sold it to me that way. So Someone it's like sold it to you, obviously. Yeah, it was like the exactly that's that's the argument I made. But you know, it's it's these underhanded tactics that have bitten them in the mm. in the behind. Because instead of just being cool and being like, Yeah, look. Because you know, look, I know it's business, it's multinational. It's not even business, it's a multinational corporation, yeah. right? So it's way more than a business. Um, and because they, they got so soulless, you can't really do that with gaming. Gaming isn't a product per se, it's it's a hobby, it's it's one of those things that, that means a lot to people. Yeah, you know, they, they move so far away from that that now everyone is just waiting for the carcass to be almost dead so you can go in, everything's like ten, like euro or tenner. Because I know that's what I'm waiting for. I can't wait for everything to be like 90% off and go in and pick the bones clean. Because no one is going in to buy anything. It's, it's like, never no. good because they're shipping the stock up north. It's never going to get that low. Yeah, well, I don't know. If uh, I just don't see the point of going. Like, I'm looking now, it's 40%. So <laughs> it might get that low, man. I mean, hey. everything must go. Well, I'm quite keen to talk about some Star Wars stuff before we run out of time. So, how do much you time have we got left, Katie? Sorry. The... Hmm? Actually how much time we got left? Same points can be oh, talked about. We got like 20 minutes. Okay, real quick, actually, Ken, uh, the Star Wars hotel has shut down. That's what I was going to tee up for, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad that that's happening. I mean, look, I think it was almost a grand and a half to stay there one night. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have paid it if Disney didn't break my heart. Oh, uh, well, that's that's quite conservative. I heard like 5,000, although I suppose not every source can be trusted on the internet. Like, Was it 5,000? I thought it was like between a grand and a half and two grand. Maybe, maybe if you were getting like a double room for your family or something, you know, with extra okay. beds. Like, Okay. I mean, look, it looked cool. It, it was something that I actually did want to do, mm. but it's all teamed with the new stuff. So I'm like, yeah, screw that. And <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't give it because I'm like, the minute Ray shows up, I'm instantly angry. So, no. Oh, That's it. They deserve it. Things that upset you this week. No, look, look, look. Look, <laughs> Disney has made a lot of bad decisions uh, with Star Wars specifically. And this whole uh, Galaxy's Edge thing, I actually do want to see it. Hopefully I get to see it this year. Um, and I, w- I would have been, you know, top of the line to see this if it hadn't been based in the prequels or if it hadn't been based, you know, in the OG trilogy or even even um, Rebels or something. But the fact well, it's, that... It's got a Rebels connection, isn't it? Hondo's like... Planet or something? Yeah, but barely. I mean, the new or the new order are there. And, oh, okay, ugh, okay. You know, I'm like, oh, this is just so stupid. And it, even with the with Galaxy's Edge, they've made it a Galaxy's Edge. They've made it so they know That's they've nice. messed up. They know they've messed up. And what they need to do is they need to kind of go back and go right. What do people actually like in Star Wars? And let's build it. Like pander to them in in Disneyland Paris. Their actual land as such. Well, they're getting galaxies eventually, but they're like little land. It's a de facto land over in tomorrow and what's it? Tomorrowland, Future Land, whatever it's called. Discovery Land. That's the one. And they have like a bunch of different Star Wars stuff there. And it's very much based on the original trilogy. It's like, oh, hey, this is cool. And you can meet Darth Vader and stuff. It's like, 
if you were going to this, and from what I've seen, it's very minimalist. Mm. You can dress up as the characters and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, okay, that's great. But again, it goes back to what I'm saying with GameStop, where it's like, you need to have a rabid fan base that really wanted that. Here's the thing, right? Gotta give I hate Harry Potter, right? With a passion, obviously. Even before the wagon said what she said, but I hate it for many reasons. But when you're willing to wear those stupid robes in 40 degree heat, it, when when the Florida sun is baiting down on you, you know what you have? A rabid fan base. Yeah, and I have no heard great reports about the Harry Potter lands yeah, in various yeah, places, like very yeah, immersive. Like, yeah, and that's not Star Wars. Disney couldn't do it, and they should. I mean, look, like there's loads of things you could do to make it that you know, so people would be, would be willing to wear the robes or whatever. But no, they're, they're, they they just need to. Um, this needs to be a learning lesson for Disney to be like, right? And we said it here, man. We said it loads of times on the show, like the Disney franchises, the Star Wars. They aren't answering dying. my emails, Mister Disney. Why <laughs> Mr. can't Disney. you hear my no- like read my notes? Well, Mister Disney is is apparently buried under Disneyland with his head cut off. According they to have Wi Fi down there, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they need to just you know take stock here and go right. We're losing a lot of money with this. Why? And the answer is very clear. It's like because your fan base hates you. <laughs> you know, need to win the fan base back and then maybe launch this in a couple of years and give us free tickets. That's my rant. Yeah, over if you talk, redesigned talk it as because the Mandalorians have all moved to like the Mandalorian, like, yeah, like like in the most new newest series, just do that. Yeah, just do I that. Go to a park that had like twenty different Mandalorians walking around the place, and you were and like, think about, and get, think about get it, right? selfies with all of them, and you get a prize, which is this tiny little "this is the way" thing. I'd do but, that, but think about it, right? You can meet all the Mandalorians. You can have time to go see Baby Groot, right? So yeah. or Grogu, right? So Grogu you can dress as your own Mandalorian, make it yeah, interesting. Ab- absolutely right. Okay. You can go to the, the you can go see the the Kyber crystals as well. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Kyber Crystal Cave. It could be a roller coaster. Make your own lightsaber. Well, you have that already. But oh, I mean, okay, there. look, this thing writes itself. Yeah, it's so easy. It's actually amazing that it's failing. That's what I'm so shocked by. I'm like, you literally just have to like invite. Invite me and Keen and Katie in. We'll have it done for you in about a day. Yeah, and you could have a start a Jedi side of it and like a Mandalorian side of it. Go to the Jedi like Temple. Square up to each other now and again. Amazing. Make, make it, and then you've got your Star Wars historical context because they used to be at war, like all that crack, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry. So that that that's my that's my rant over. Right. Well, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to say nice things about Star Wars now. So if you want to have a chili break. Now it's going to be the time. Well ahead of you. <laughs> oh, before I get into it, is there another dish you would like to recommend to go with watching Star Wars Visions? Um, a beef rice bowl is quite good. <laughs> Sorry, a beef Thai rice bowl is quite good. <laughs> and drink? Well, I'm choking at the moment now, so I'm just going to get some water. <laughs> I mean, water's, water's good. Go with water. <laughs> okay um all right I, we uh we didn't get to cover this because my wi-fi in the house was gone for two weeks uh try living that internet for two weeks it's fun especially with a four-year-old um no but i missed this when it came out on may the 4th but the newest uh series of star wars visions came out it's nine new shorts uh we covered it before on the show i believe but just in case it's anyone's first time they are nine kind of standalone animated shorts that are all made by different animation houses and they're all kind of little standalone Star Wars stories. And the difference with this second season is whereas, as far as I can tell, last year all of them were kind of Japanese in some respect, they've actually brought in a wider range of companies this time. So companies from Ireland, actually, and England and India and like a few places in Japan and kind of and there's a bigger sense of diversity and scale to it this time round. And you know what? I'm just going to say I binged it. I loved it. I rewatched it before we got into this. It's amazing. I really, really love it. I'm going to give a shout out to some of the companies here, which is uh, the first one was by. I wish Kev was here because he'd know this off the top of his head. Uh, the first one, which is like a standard like lightsaber fight, is with lots of arts clubs, is by Kamikaze Duga, who like makes JoJo Bizarre Adventures. That's a good shout. 
You've then you've got the Irish one, which is a great short about some kids like sneaking out of their day to day work in a coal mine to go and fight a Sith banshee for fun, as you do. That's by Cartoon Saloon, who do like uh, I've got their like the Breadwinner, Song of the Sea, all that kind of stuff. It's lovely hearing Irish voices in a Star Wars thing, just as a personal note. And then you've got the likes of Ardman, who do a really funny one. You've got Punk Robot, who like, you know, uh, sorry, there's like nine CVs. Bear with me. Uh, but like, yeah, all these different animation companies from all, around, all contribute different stories. And I'm not sure how you'll feel about this, Dara, but like the interesting thing when you like get nine different kind of influences in one evening of watching is Star Wars kind of changes. Like, loads of these are about, like, marginalized communities being oppressed by the Empire for resources, usually kyber crystals. Uh, no, this wouldn't, be, this wouldn't be for me. Well, no, no, hang on, hear me out, hear me out. Like, like it'll, like, not in, like, a one-to-one way, but, like, it'll be a wholesome story of, like, the last two people on a planet just trying to get water back. Or, like, uh, it'll be two people being sent on a quest to go up a massive mountain and all that kind of stuff. And it's bare bones, simple storytelling, which I really, really like as a nice breath of fresh air. It's just like one of them is the, I watched before doing this was just, they're made to dig a pit for, to find Kyber crystals. And then when they're done finding everything, the stormtroopers just leave them in the pit because it's easier than shooting them and they have to find their way out. Like, it's not you know what I'm saying is, you know what I, I, I would like, and actually yeah. in general, you know, uh, even a, a ride somewhere in a theme park, something from the Empire's perspective. Um, you know, okay. I would like, say actually the first two are about Sith Lords and not Jedi. Which yeah, I but, yeah, but the Jedi, this Jedi Sith thing, I think it's been done to death. I mean, the Empire is interesting. Like, like TIE Fighter, the game is one of the best games ever made mm. from a Star Wars perspective because it is just, you're just a TIE Fighter, you know? And I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot, a lot you can actually tell there. A lot, there's a lot you can actually engage with. Like, some, why would somebody support the emperor? Or mm. what's it like being a, a trooper? Or there was a great show a couple of years ago called uh, "It Was Troopers," and it mm. was like cops but with stormtroopers. Right. <laughs> and that was just funny because it was just them being, you know. Because at the end of the day, I think the they need to humanize Star Wars a bit. I think they humanize, they course correct too heavily where they're like, oh, the Empire is super evil. It's like, it wasn't really that bad though. I mean, the Emperor was evil, but the Empire... Planets. What? They blew up planets. So do you know, do you know how many people died in the original Death Star? Billions, yeah. About three billion. I get what you're saying. But so like, I'm like, I think, <laughs> you know, it's like... Job creating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Empire job created the 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 the, the Rebel Alliance just destroyed, and it yeah, failed but again. Like, but like, but what I'm saying about Star Wars Visions is that like it kind of plays fast and loose with Star Wars continuity. If you look mm. for it, you'll be like, oh, that's an Inquisitor, oh, that's a this. But by and large, Star Wars is just the ingredients to tell these original stories. Like the Ardman one is super wholesome. Wedge right. Antilles is in it, but like it's essentially Wedge just about Wedge Antilles, isn't it? No, no, they actually get the voice actor back. But really? apart from that, it is just a race, and it's about a kid who's embarrassed by her mum and has to get over that. Like you know, dead simple storytelling. Or like, there's one set in like a sort of a French Moulin Rouge type bar done by a French animation house. I've got their name here. Uh, like, and it's kind of more about the nature of kind of living as an occupied person day to day, like, you know, and sort of like there is lots of different sort of points of view on it. It's not Mm. like, Oh, this is set in between the Mandalorian and this and that. It's just star Wars is just the vehicle through which there is self-expression. The Irish one especially is gorgeous. And actually just to, I I can't give away the ending, unfortunately, because it should be watched, but I think the ending, the twist in it, does kind of lean into the stuff you're talking about because it sets you up to think, oh, uh, this character's going to go on this journey and then this is going to happen and they're going to overcome this. And if 
you just take it on its own, it's a happy ending. But if you look at the details related to the Star Wars world at the end, you go, oh, hang on, that's not good. Yeah. So there are layers to it, I will say. See, that's what I'm, and, and that's actually really good to hear. And it kind of makes me want to watch it a little bit more because animation actually lends this um, ability to, to layer. Like the Animatrix, for example, is phenomenal. And I think it's very similar to, to this project in general. It is a lot Where, like the Animatrix, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you even see in the Animatrix, it's like, oh, why did the machines go evil? Mm. Well, because they were horrifically abused, you know, mm. and they weren't being evil. They were just protecting themselves. You know, I mean, it allows you have to look at things from from both sides and it, or and make the world feel real or else it just collapses. And one of the problems with Star Wars or Disney Star Wars specifically is that everything they've done feels stilted. It doesn't feel real. It feels like it's like, OK, this is. I would actually no. back Resistance for that reason. The cartoon that came out straight after The Force Awakens, it does play a lot with that ambiguity of stormtroopers and the way they operate. Because, like, I mean, spoiler for a show that's 10 years old, at the end of one of the seasons, one of the main characters defects to the First Order. Yeah. And we kind of see her story and all that kind of but, stuff. I mean, that like, makes sense. Like, if you think about it, like, that happens mm. in the real world. You know, I, you know, a lot of people like to draw par- parallels, but, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying, like, there are reasons that people do certain things. And one mm. of the most interesting part, like, even even go, look at Revan, right? You know, Revan was a Jedi, one of the best Jedi, and he defected off to become a Sith. Why? What was his reason? Yeah. You know, I think that's a very, and that's one of the best stories we have in Star Wars is that whole thing. And the Mandalorian Wars, the initial Mandalorian Wars, would actually be a very good series in that way because you're following his journey from a famed Jedi. Or even look at Star Wars in general. Mm. The journey of Anakin to vader i mean there you go like it's yeah but i think know. i think the clone wars helps anakin a lot as i mean by which i mean the cartoon show yeah uh like i think if you just look at revenge of a sith and the last stretch of the film i think there's a problem with star wars and the way the sith is constructed where the logic is once someone does one evil thing it makes sense for them to do evil things forever and ever like you've only got 10 minute gap between Anakin killing Mace Windu and doing in the younglings. And I know you can like, but I think that's a trend that kind of exists across all the Jedi Sith stuff. And well, I don't know. well, we don't know if he killed Mace Windu or not. What? We don't know if he killed Mace Windu or not. Well, he certainly he didn't the window. make him chilly. <laughs> Threw him out the window. <laughs> oh my God. The window. The window. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. From I, now on, I I would windows. I would try one or two of these. See, because the nice thing about visions is they're not in chronological order. You can just take a look at the stamp on the cover of it and see which ones look nice to you, and watch it in any order you like. Like certainly, Prim picked out three she liked and rewatched them, which would be the Ardman one and the kind of the more stop motiony looking ones, uh, which were her go to ones. So I I'd be interested to see what you think of it anyway. Uh, and sure, if you don't like it, sure, they're all 15 minutes long. Like, you know, so it's not a huge, like, time commitment. Like, Okay. Cool, cool. How long have we got left, Katie? Warm territory, I'll uh, take four it. minutes. Four minutes, okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, we made a list of topics. <laughs> How do we do? <laughs> we actually stayed very faithful to our list, although I wasn't expecting uh, culinary adventures to be a major ingredient. Uh, we've got two things we didn't cover, which was the new Mortal Kombat and Tekken games. There, there's new Mortal Kombat and Tekken who've been sadly lost to us at the time of recording. Although, yeah, you know, we lost the Punisher. Uh, we did. Mm. We did lose. The, we lost the best Punisher. No he was fantastic. To the others, but... no, legitimately, he was. And that movie, you know, when you read the comics, it's more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. The Punisher's a very hard character to adapt to the screen, isn't he? Like, you know, no, even I mean, conceptually, like. I mean, look, the way they went for it, they just said, right, here is the most, here's the Punisher at his most punish, Punisher y. Hmm. And it's great, you know, but he's also in um, The Other Guys, which is a phenomenal role. It's, ah, it sucks, man. It sucks. Wasn't he also one of Thor's friends? Was he? Yeah, he was in Thor. Um, he's also in the upcoming Ahsoka series, which he is, is he's mad. like the main, yeah. He's easy. We don't know if he's a Jedi or a Sith, but he's some sort of substantial role, yeah. He's like the main big bad, 
Well, apart from the big blue bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true too, yeah. Yeah, but that really, really sucks. Uh, but I am not in video game spheres at all. So what is the Mortal Kombat and Tekken news? So basically, there's a new Tekken coming out, which is great. Um, looking forward to it for a while. The series has kind of gone a bit crazy, but it looks like they're just kind of going back to basics and continuing on what is one of the most interesting, unique stories in modern media that people don't really know because it's so insane. Um, there's a great there's great videos that's breaking down the whole Tekken saga. It's great. The Mortal Kombat one is a bit more straightforward, actually. Um, so they rebooted Mortal Kombat a while ago. And this is Mortal Kombat 1. So it's a reboot of the reboot, uh, which involved time travel and all that kind of stuff. But this is... It makes sense. It, it's what they kind of had to do um, to get the... You know, to continue on the, the, the series. But um, it looks fantastic. I, I really like the, both these games. Tekken is more more my favorite fighting game but um Mortal i've Kombat seen the tekken games. films i haven't played the tekken games i haven't seen the films but i'll check them out but uh, the games I, are really good I, mm. <laughs> look, they're, look, tekken they're, they're 3, fine tekken 3 still holds up as a phenomenal game the tag tournaments tekken 4 the tekken live action films actually pretty decent okay okay i'll check that out um but the Mortal Kombat movies me yeah, i mean yeah the 99 the they're, they're, they're 90s like, cheese yeah the, that kind of thing the 94 or the really first one than the second one yeah, the first one's fantastic. The second one, not so much. But um, look, I would say, um, you know, if you never played Mortal Kombat, like that's it's the modern ones are completely different to, to the way they were. And I actually don't like the older ones. I prefer the modern ones. Okay. Tekken, I uh, it, it just gets better and better. Um, so yeah, I'm probably gonna get both of them eventually. Uh, probably pre-order Tekken Eight when it comes out. Oh yeah, I actually will pre-order Tekken Eight because I don't really pre-order games anymore. But um, I will for that. And yeah, they're both coming out really soon. Excellent. Well, I suspect we're probably at time. So, Katie, is there anything you want to plug before we wrap? Um, yeah. Uh, still working away on Twitch, streaming and working on some new designs and stuff, merch and that. So, you know, give me a follow over on the socials, uh, Instagram at mannequin underscore blue or twitch.tv forward slash mannequin blue. Oh, very efficient. What about you, Derek? Yeah, so again, nerdtonomedia at gmail.com if you guys have any topics, nerdtonomedia.com if you want to check out the show and all the other shows we have. I think we're nearly at our 150 show. I think that's next week. But also, if uh, people are free and like metal, specifically blackened metal, um, they can go over and get tickets right now for uh, June 18th. There is a show in the Grand Social, Horrenda, um, Fortnite, Draconis, the first Dublin show, and uh, their last stop, all playing in the Grand Social. It's going to be great. We're shooting our new music video there. So if you show up, you're going to be in the music video. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be super fun. So I would encourage everybody to go over and money, please. <laughs> money, please. Money, yes, please. This, this, actually, sorry, this is our 190th show. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. go us. They said they couldn't do it. They still say that. <laughs> they still say it. Oh man, they for won't we leave you know us what? alone. So we 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 kind of built up a thing where we're saying, oh, our hundred show is going to be huge, and then we totally forgot about it. So we actually need to do something for our two hundred show. No, we did the Simpsons movie for. The did we? Show. Yeah, we did. Okay, never mind me. Never mind me. Then we'll do something we, for our two hundred. We we'll, we we should do like a Simpsons or a Futurama or some some sort of binge and like okay. roundtable discussion of something relevant. Like agree. Uh, Agree. Right. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> like, on that right. conclusive awkward pause. Yeah. So, so on that note, we have been Nerd to Know Basis from Nerd to Know Media, Phoenix ninety two point five FM. If you missed us on the radio, you can catch us on Spotify an hour later and all the other good places. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdstonemedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. 
Nerdtonal Media everywhere. Nerdtonal Media on Twitter. Nerdtonal Media Instagram. Nerdtonal Media on Twitch. Nerdtonal Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on nerdtonomedia.com. The only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the cosplayers. At least then you could like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a Brooklyn raise. Yeah, Dara. Dara. Yeah, Dara. Why ain't you over here with Joey? Anyway, we're missing you, dude. So, uh, it's Bill Caribo saying, I love it. All I do is. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.